Hey guys, you are listening to the Pod Must Not Be Named. I am your host Sami with my co-host Maddie. Hi Maddie. Hello. This is a podcast where we talk about things that we find interesting, things that we like, and things that we don't like so much. And speaking of don't like so much, uh, Sami, what's up? I'm telling this to all the listeners that this uh, episode is being recorded the day after. The 34-year-old Bollywood actor Sushant Singh Rajput committed suicide, and therefore it's important for us to address issues like mental wellness and suicide awareness, since this is the point wherein you know these topics have come to the surface, and it's high time that we address them because. If you look at the stats, and if you look at the overall uh, mental health of Indians, it's important and it's very vital that today we talk about such issues. And of course, like I can't uh, really, you know, state it more. Everyone is saddened when a person decides to take his or her own life, and uh, uh, you know, we just I I know that as listeners, you might. uh be wondering oh like mental health you know mental health mental illness these guys are going to talk about this uh, so like is this going to be hard to listen to right but that would defeat the entire point of us talking about mental health right if you are supposed to leave this podcast depressed more than anything uh, so we would try to make this as a platform to let you understand that this is this happens to every one of us and i know that you as a listener might at some point have experienced some kind of downs in your life everyone has their ups and downs and you know dealing with that mentally and getting up is definitely a major factor in everyone's success and uh, to talk about it i am happy to announce that we have a a uh, co-host another co-host with us pratik mate one of my best friends childhood friends you know one of my earliest childhood friends and he's here with us hello mate what up hello madi hello sammy hi mate i'm glad to be here i wish i could be here under better circumstances but that's how life is talking about mental illnesses i feel that Uh, it is very important to not stigmatize the issue like whenever nowadays people talk about the term mental illness or like depression it's become stigmatized so much that people either get scared of it or people don't understand the seriousness about the issue so And i think like especially should... in india people live in a constant denial of uh you know suffering from some kind of a mental problem because they genuinely agree agreeing with the fact that they have some kind of a mental illness uh just puts a brand on your face that oh he is not all right in the head it's in our society that we correlate mental illness to weakness if you come out with a problem with an issue that you have uh with your mental health regarding personal life and mental uh, the issues they will connect these two problems with your weakness they'll you know they'll term you as a mentally weak person than an ill person yeah and uh, absolutely and like it's the, i think that's the biggest thing that separates uh people who overcome their mental illness and people who don't and end up you know committing suicide and i think the biggest gap is just a change of circumstance right you change a simple circumstance of a person and that person would just light up the people who commit suicide are 10% or 20% of the people suffering from issues regarding mental health there are only few yeah. people who actually commit suicide yeah like agreed because a lot of depressed people think about killing themselves at least once in their life like a lot of people i know have had suicidal thoughts and the number of people who commit suicide is a very small subset of that part like it takes extreme bravado to complete the act of killing oneself so a lot of 
mental illness does not get uh, diagnosed or get, does not get limelight because people don't act on their mental illnesses and their suicidal thoughts those who have the courage to do so only those cases come into limelight yeah you know i was so, watching a video regarding uh, people uh, suffering from depression and the, those stats were really astonishing because the the stats they stated that in every 40 seconds there is a person who commits suicide and for every person who commits suicide there are 20 more who given failed attempts to suicide and uh, absolutely people who commit suicide or you know people who are mentally ill often times in my experience uh, i ha- i have found that loneliness is the major factor behind poor mental health and that's it we are programmed biologically as human beings to be around other people and uh, i know that the information age is uh, with especially work from home it's destroying those social constructs but i would still believe that uh, that's what makes us people and uh, the mental health definitely for people who have been working from home has taken a hit and that's that's what uh, loneliness is also about and it's uh, it reminds me of a small snippet from the episode of uh, louis which is a series written and made by louis ck who is might not be a great person but uh, he's a great comedian and uh, there was this snippet when he talks to an actor uh, basically in the show who is played by duck stanhope by the way from a call back to the previous episode uh, so that guy says that i am thinking of ending it all and i know for a fact that no one will care that i am i die so that's where it stems from it's when people talk about suicidal people they are like usko kadar hi nahi hai uske maa baap kya sochenge what his family or his friends or whoever will think right and that's not that's not like true absolutely like they'll always think of uh, you know putting everyone's happiness because they think that happiness is such a valuable treasure that they cannot afford yeah like agreed like uh, the viewers and listeners have watched the movie joker uh, one of the famous lines that he writes in his scrapbook is i hope my death makes more sense than my entire life that movie actually has done a brilliant portrayal about how a person suffering from mental illness lives or like what goes on in his head and the entire premise of the movie is based on the way that society fails him so i think it's very important that when society considers people having mental health issues as the victims of something and not like somebody who has done it for fame i have seen personally people telling ha yaar life mein aur kuch nahi chahiye tha sirf glamour chahiye tha isliye suicide kar liya so that's a very i don't know what words to put it a pathetic very atrocious allegation yeah and also like somebody who is suffering from mental health illness actually has some issues right and those are his issues and they are real and talking about them or suggesting him that ki tere baad tere maa baap kya kya hoga ya tere doston ka kya hoga is a very selfish way to look at things ki like wo banda aur wo bandi is depressed he is suffering from something and you are victim blaming him by saying ki like tu baaki logo ke bare mein care nahi kar that's like the worst thing that you can put somebody who is already in a terrible state of mind and uh, in india especially uh, people like to speculate about what might have led to a suicide and i think this is beyond an insult right because even after sushant's death uh, there is a, a load of bollywood people who are theorizing what might have happened leading up to his death some people make it a murder mystery some people make it something else at the end of the day that's not it's just an event it's just a trigger i believe that if sushant has decided to kill himself then like it it would have led up to that point that would have been the final straw but not the entire hay stack and especially in india mental health is seen as such a luxury 
I I know for a fact that you both have attended therapy. I have considered it multiple times, but I have never been because it's just so expensive and uh, it's like a circular issue. I have issue with money, so that's why I want to contact a therapist. But for that, I'll need money, but which I cannot pay for because I already have money issues. Uh, entire the public of the society of India and. Uh, these in Benice society, I also include the state. They do not perceive mental health as a real health issue. Okay, they whenever you come out and say that you know I feel depressed, they'll you know shut you up saying ki yar ye to kya first world problem leke aagaya. So you are not dying out of starvation, and so you should be happy because of it. And absolutely, like I people believe that because. you throw enough human suffering at something and it will become great that's what made the pyramid of giza that's what made the industrial revolution that's what made colonialism possible the mental health of people around these times were absolutely horrific and uh, especially in in places like england uh, where they have had back to back wars almost you know apocalyptic wars like the entire england could have been wiped out dealing with ptsd and uh, or as they would call it shell shocked and you know dealing with that was very difficult but at the end of the day like that was so productive for the humanity that people think that this is the only way that we can attain certain amount of greatness that's why i think like people don't consider it as a serious problem uh and that's where i believe humanity hearts are fissel rahi apne and also another and problem that i see in this issue is that when you whenever you talk about topics like mental health and mental awareness the you directly address the problem surrounding suicide and which is not true mental illness is not only about suicide it also has a it, it is a spectra and suicide is an extreme measure of it there are a lot of issues i mean uh, your sleeping cycle your eating cycle even these are the issues that should be addressed and rather we talk about mental wellness only when there is a suicide committed and not when people are actually depressed with their work with their life with the fact that they are not getting time for themselves amid all you know all the first that life has to offer and that the society makes people deal with we only talk about it whenever there is a suicide yeah like suicide becomes an event like something sensational enough that people discuss it for a couple of days and post insta stories like you know my account is a safe space for people to come and talk to me if you feel depressed like please consider reaching out to someone before taking such extreme measures but if we consider that that dies down in what two days one day maybe at the most if you go and talk to someone they might portray themselves as you know being helpful or being supportive but the point is that these issues are very much medical and like there is a psychological reasons for these things to be happening and they require a medical professional to help you like talking about these issues to a non uh, professional won't help you much at the worst it would make matters worse for you because you can't act objectively help a person if you don't know how to deal with those issues like whenever i have taken therapy there is a guy or a ma'am who is licensed and who is practiced in the art of how to deal with mental illnesses right so social media becomes a very easy tool to talk about this issues like raising awareness is okay but you can't substitute actual help for, with uh, social media posts and uh, random as uh, help uh, outreach messages yes it's like any other problem for example if you have tuberculosis and a friend calls you that you can you know ask me uh, for solutions of tuberculosis that that's pointless you are not an expert at it he needs the medical attention and that is the reason we have psychiatrists and psychologists for 
I mean, you cannot go on social media and say that if you're depressed, talk to me. You are not an expert at it. It's it's similar to you know somebody asking you that my TV ke liye konsi dawai lo. It might be out of a sweet gesture, but uh, I think that it was it might be doing more harm than good. To be honest, uh, especially you know with the whole social media bubble bubbling over people's. Uh, loneliness uh, i find that i use social media the most when i'm loneliest and uh, i do not feel good after going there either i exclusively uh, visit linkedin jab zindagi mein mere ko bt chahiye rehta theek hai <laughs> that, that's that's how social media has become for me like a validation is such a huge part a lot of people who especially you know these models and uh, all who are there in instagram have always been thinking about becoming an actress someday or becoming a supermodel or something uh, like that and these people have such dreams which they directly equate with the amount of likes and the amount of comments that they have they are getting and they, it just ties into your self worth directly in my opinion Yes. And also, the rise of the new Instagram generation of influencers, people who have like thousand to ten thousand, twenty thousand followers, who promote brands and a hedonistic lifestyle, which essentially equates to success for most people in this generation. Apple ka phone le liya, saal mein do bar foreign trip mar liye, so that becomes their benchmark for success, and people. use social media in such a way that whatever they show on social media is a considered as an objective parameter for somebody's success while the original reason why social media was created like rather the likes of facebook or instagram was for to people to share their thoughts to connect with friends but nowadays it has all become a game of flaunting or rather showing off their lifestyle and more often than not uh, i have seen a survey that 90% of people who use social media feel demotivated about their life because they see other people having it better on social media so that also amounts to a, a dip in your mental health because you start equating your life with theirs and abso- absolutely and uh, this is where you know uh, i am uh, reminded of uh, an episode of black mirror called nose dive this is the logical conclusion to what we are going to have uh, as a social media in future where everything that matters is the social media uh, likes and dislikes that you have so it has a, a an up, upward downward system like reddit uh, in a way and uh, the more upwards you earn the more social status you have uh, it's it's like you know if you don't have like 2000 followers you cannot buy a house that's that's what the that's the logical conclusion to the society that we are living in right now right I, it's beautiful and uh, the way it is constructed i believe that uh, mate you have also seen it the best part about that episode is like people downvote each other out of malice they see somebody having uh, a better life than others they start downvoting the people and their social prestige starts to fall so the protagonist of nose dive gets into a fight at somebody's wedding and all of the people who are present there start downvoting her to the extent that her social credit falls to zero and the society is based in a such a way that somebody whose social credit falls to zero or goes negative is automatically thrown into jail so the entire plot ends on the note that she is in a jail cell and she meets her cellmate and the first time she sees a person without the what i can say a tab that shows somebody social credit and the upward downward feature right anybody in prison does not have that and her acting is so beautiful that she realizes this is the first time she has felt a human connect with somebody and she starts to talk with that person not on the basis of how to judge them and give them social credit but as a human being and the episode ends there it it's a fitting tribute to how social media has affected our life to that extent uh, like our mental health has gone downhill and of course like we are no, we are not boomers who are just hating on social media of course like it's it is also for good things 
it, it is for spreading out a message and it's what you make it out to be and as long as your intentions are clear i think that everyone should do whatever they think is the best that they can do yes and this is one of the differences i felt between instagram and reddit i mean instagram i i believe that it just defeats the point of connecting with people socially it was more about you know letting your thoughts out and it has you know defeated its the anything that it stood for it has now become like a competition how many pics can you get how many likes can you get and opposite to it i when the lockdown had had been announced initially and i was so depressed that i wouldn't be able to meet people for a long time now reddit chat rooms were the support were my support systems then and one of the reasons that they were was because there were no photos uh, and only you know people with their usernames talking about things that they had been doing all day long and sharing their thoughts and it was it was a lot better than instagram you can notice the difference there are people who you are not introduced to you don't know anything about them not even their the country they belong to their names nothing and still you are happier in those chat rooms because people are sharing only their thoughts no photos nothing just thoughts and opposite to it on instagram it's not about the thoughts you share but it's about the only materialistic pleasures that people can get as i previously mentioned Uh, anything is what you make it out to be and if you are a positive influencer who spreads positivity in instagram even by posting harmless jokes i think that goes a long way in improving people's mental health and i think memes are the best thing that has ever happened to the internet some people might argue it's pornography but i would say not really <laughs> so anyway speaking about celebrity deaths uh, do have you guys heard about the imposter syndrome no i haven't uh, so the imposter syndrome you know basically happens to successful people and i am not talking about people who are earning in millions and billions and uh, whatever right i'm just talking about people who are who feel accomplished in their lives often feel that they are imposters that they do not deserve the credit that they have been getting right and uh, you can see a lot of uh, you know suicides where you think that like that person just feels fine i mean like what more do you need and at that time i would say that imposter syndrome plays a huge role uh, especially i would say in cases of uh, kurt cobain or jimi hendrix who have been a part of the 27 club uh so the 27 club if you guys don't know it is the club of famous people who have committed suicide or died at the age of 27 when they had so much more to offer and this happens a lot uh, you can see michael jackson's death it was due to drugs yes but i think he had several issues including and not exclusive of pedophilia he had a lot of issues that's where i believe that everyone can have it it's and it's not that i i i just hate this uh, every kid in africa sentence that gets thrown at people right it just enrages me even sushant singh rajput he had done such good movies and uh, i feel that if he had lived more we would have been you know we would have been rewarded with even better movies but then it's this is what it is uh, you the society failed to you know take care of him and now he's gone yeah like uh, i have seen in many cases that people especially when uh, in case of celebrities to said like people all often ask this question ki yaar like life mein itna to successful tha what more do they needed like they had fame they had money but what people fail to understand is how famous people can get cancer the same way famous people can also get mental illnesses because at the end of the day it's a human body and human body when has an hormonal or chemical imbalance can lead to some or the other psychological or mental issues so 
this is the single most important thing that needs to be put out there ye kisi ko bhi ho sakta hai and i think that movies or pop culture in general does a terrible job at showing and highlighting how mental illnesses work personally when i have been to therapy and when i see therapy sessions shown in movies it makes me cringe like that's not how it works and people often believe that ki like ha yaar therapy mein to itna hi hota hai bas ek banda jata hai aur kisi se to baat karta hai and wo be better bolta hai and like somehow how, how everything gets magically resolved so that's not how therapy works it's intense and rigorous and also there are lot of significant mini projects or efforts that you as a person taking therapy has to take to make any meaningful progress like it's not just about talking right yes uh, i mean the uh, the movie love you zindagi the worst part of the movie was when in the end they are shown that both of them fell in love with each other and it was so cringy how can you this brings a huge misconception in the people who are considering an option to approach therapy you know it's more like a teacher student relationship and it's not just uh, you know you uh, go to a room and sit for an hour and talk to the person and the therapist uh, you know lectures you back about uh, about this or that and it's magical and it suddenly were okay it's a process of a period of time and you apart from you know just the talking there are a lot of tasks that you have to perform as per your uh, therapist suggests so it's like a mentor he's he or she is like a mentor and i don't see him as a i don't see a therapist more as a friend but as a mentor yeah like agreed and also one more important thing that i wanted to share was therapist unlike other doctors when he prescribes let's say medicines and you take it you become better therapy does not work that way there are a lot of instances where i have seen people going to therapy people trying their best to improve their lives and yet failing to make constructive improvement in their life because it's not like a zero sum game like you do this you do the, those tasks and you automatically get cured so there are medications involved because if as i said it, if it is a physical problem then there are medications involved there is a intense therapy that needs to be taken and at the end of the it people usually learn to live with their mental illnesses it's a way therapy works is you get to deal with those issues you get to learn with it because as a person who have been suffering from depression after therapy i can't say that i'm not depressed anymore i can say that i can manage my depression better and that's how generally any mental illness is or that's how generally how therapy works exactly even when i had attended my sessions uh, the therapist said that these sessions and this process won't solve your problem it's just going to make you strong enough to know to accept them and to deal with them in some other way or in a way wherein you feel like you are in a win win situation than a lose lose situation that is how you know psychology works it's it's more like how you handle situations rather than not facing them at all by the way uh, wasn't that movie called uh, dear zindagi acha ha dear zindagi that movie is called dear zindagi i forgotten <laughs> yeah uh, and uh, in pop culture i would say brooklyn 99 does a very good job of delivers a good package where uh, it also makes busts basically what uh, the classic definition of a therapist is and then it also plays with the fact that everyone needs to you know vent at some point uh, bilber in his uh, stand up bits says that uh, men are generally encouraged to push it harder and push it down every time that they see a cute teddy bear they want to hug the manliness that the society puts on them pushes it down and at the end of the day the average age of a male is far lower than an the average age of a female and i believe that uh, men suffer from most of these issues and 
are those people who would never talk about it because it is considered as a sign of weak, weakness and you have to be macho yes and i believe that it comes from the so- societal construct of a man and a woman you can you know when you define the feminine features you easily put in a word called weak and in the masculine features you put in a word called you put in a word called strong that is when you you know put on a social pressure on both the genders for one you are you know hurting their self esteem and they uh, a gender spends their entire life living in low self esteem and there is another gender uh, live their entire life not being able to come out with their problems and with their issues because of the social construct of being strong yeah like uh, men have always been held to an impossible standard of strength either physically or mentally we have seen that fathers traditionally have always been that kind of a person who has to give up everything in his life to care and to provide for his family and the built up not aggression i would say but the built up frustration over the years of not being able to uh, share their feelings or you know vent out whatever problems that they are facing makes a deep impact on their parenting and it has become a systemic problem now that terrible fathers make terrible kids who eventually turn out to become terrible fathers again so to break that uh, system or rather the long line of uh, passing down It's of a loop uh, yeah like the issues that have been passed down from father to son a lot of times it happens ki people are put off by having kids because they don't want to end up like their parents or they don't want to end up traumatizing kids at a little age due to inefficient parenting absolutely and like uh, mental health w- with men middle aged men a secret life of walter mitty goes into extents about dealing with this uh, it follows uh, our character who is you know ruthlessly forced into adulthood at the early 20s and uh, is forced to provide for his widow widower mother and his sister like this person just does not you know understand how to live life and it's about that person you know discovering that discovering that journey and that journey is different for everyone and i believe i can only talk about issues that men as the society face and i i don't believe that it's a very large problem like women have it either uh, but uh, you know it exists and uh, like when when you see that the society puts you in a kind of a pressure where you start need to start earning after a certain point uh, if you are a man especially you know it's it's seen as it's something it's expected to be done by you for uh, men in the society it's more about you know getting stable and earning enough and uh, you should have a house by this age and have a good car by this age this this puts them in a position wherein they have to make a lot of sacrifices only uh, to attain the standards of social validation of being called a uh, you know man enough for himself because the society has made such has pushed down such great expectations from one gender that uh, you know they have to compromise with a lot of things apart from the their career choice i am sure a lot of boys want to pursue something else but end up doing something apart from it only because there was a lot of pressure from the society to earn yeah that's all fine but uh, we need to hear your perspective as a women uh, a woman who com- is coming up under her family and how her career choices is decided so how does that impact see for females it's it's quite opposite uh, as i said for one gender you are pushing down all your you know expectations on them and for another you are hurting their self esteem to get along with the uh, with the society and when it comes to bringing up girls it's more about as you grow you realize that your career does not actually matter to people in your family itself 
it's more about you know getting your studies passed and with time so that you have a lot of age left to get married it's more like you know jaldi se padhai khatam karo so that you have this this degree by this age and uh, you you are 24 or 25 by then and they can easily you know uh, get you married to a decent man uh, gradually when you understand this this affects the way you look at yourself so you start underestimating your own abilities to pursue a career okay and apart from that uh for example you know if there there's a girl if, if your own sister if she does not like cooking or she does not like uh, a lot of things that is expected out of a girl to know at the age of 25 she'll be actually lectured on this you know she'll be made to sit down and then they she'll have her mom being lectured that why is this important for you to learn and you know apart from that uh, i have actually heard these discussions from friends of my moms that you know don't get your girls educated so much that she earns uh, she gets uh, an esteem and then she has a voice for herself so that is the stigma and can you consider there is a stigma of getting your daughters educated right. this is and insane i believe that in case of people that i have grown up with uh, who have been my sisters or uh, my uh, friends who belong to the opposite gender uh, it's it has always been about making yourself the most presentable or else making your daughter the most presentable that's all you care about you know that is a systemic systemic problem that has happened to our generation as well i mean we as children have faced that and uh, you know uh, sammy do you want to add anything yeah and what i have learned from all these years is that people also hesitate to send their daughters uh, to another city or another state to pursue their career or a job and which is more because they have this feeling that she might get introduced to a to the world outside and then she would want to be you know attuned with that world with whatever she likes and they are, they are scared of the fact that when her when her daughter when their daughter comes out and says that i do not want this lifestyle instead i want this for myself this might hinder the entire patriarchal system that has been constructed usually you know whenever they talk about bringing up your children they say that you know bring up your daughters like you bring up your sons which in which itself is a very sexist statement i mean why would you want to bring up your daughter like your son you should bring up her in a way uh, that she deserves to be brought up in in a lot of cases that especially with parents who have uh, both her son and a daughter it's it's generally considered that they are more proud of the achievements that the son brings to the table because the back of their mind it's always like beti to shaadi karke kisi aur ke ghar pe chali jayegi which is absolutely not true in this modern day and age uh, where people have one children or two children parents also you know have those kids to fall back on and their responsibility also comes upon the daughter as much as the son right yes if that that's what equality is and like why wouldn't a daughter love their parents to uh, be with her yeah so like uh, coming back to how this relates to mental health is uh, i want to share an anecdote like uh, i usually wasn't that close with my parents like we never used to talk about our personal lives in to a such an extent but this lockdown has forced us uh, some conversations which i think that it wouldn't have happened either ways like if we weren't forced in at home i don't think so we would have ever discussed this so like my parents are now into their late 50 so i asked them like to my father that working your entire life and earning for your family and to my mom that raising me and supporting this family other than that have you guys ever done anything exclusively for yourself like something that brought brings you pleasure look back at your life and say ki ha yaar this is something that i wanted to do in my life for myself and i managed to do it for my own sake for my own happiness and they were like clueless about what to talk about because they realized that yes actually 
working hard and raising a child and family and like supporting a family other than that they did not have a life of their own like they did not have their any individual choices or anything so i believe this affects people's mental health a lot because at the end of the day there should be enough pleasure that you should go it from your own life rather than living it for somebody else because if you don't get to live for yourself then what did you do the entire life is the question that i wanted to ask them but then i stopped myself because topic bahut zyada serious ho jata but while discussing with them i realized that ki like people have stopped you know putting their and like small little things that make them enjoyment like itna hectic life or work schedule hota hai hobbies ho ya kuch bhi ho anything that derives people or gives people pleasure is often ignored and you know there is a dialogue in a in, in a film by kangana ranaut called panga wherein she says that uh, to her husband ki main jab tumko dekhti hu na mujhe bahut acha lagta hai main jab apne bacche ko dekhti hu mujhe bahut acha lagta hai lekin jab main apne aap ko sheeshe mein dekhti hu na mujhe bahut rona aata hai and that is so much true if you look at the way your parents have dealt with their life after their children came into their lives right and uh, usually uh, with you know parents who are uh, have uh, kids in their adulthood already uh, like they go through that trans- transition where like now i don't live for my kids I, how does that make sense i i should live for myself and that's very confusing for them like i've never lived for myself in a long time and this does not sound right like this sounds too good to be true yeah sometimes you know they they push down these things down your throat too they'll like, be really astonished when you say that you want to pursue a career that you enjoy they, they'll yeah. be surprised that you know how can you not think about the salary that you that you will get and about what you want to do in your life how is that even possible i mean humne to zindagi mein bank ka prepare kiya bank ka exam diya aur bank mein naukri kar rahe hain humne bachpan mein ye thodi socha tha ki hum bank mein mujhe naukri karni hai lekin humne wo kiya because that's life and how can you come uh, you know come up to me and say that you don't like this work this is now this is not how you know life is and uh, for for in case of parents generally it's like uh, with the kid they are vicariously living it right so whatever they wanted to do and couldn't they want that to happen with their children and uh, that's what often occurs that and it's it's also a biological tendency in my opinion that a parent expects their children to outdo them right and yeah. this is such an enormous amount of pressure that is put on the child where uh, the parent thinks that by doing this 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 he'll be happy but the real uh, fact of the matter is by doing that you'll be happy that rings true really and like especially with these mental health issues uh, being put into uh, the center uh, center stage we are seeing that people asking that why are only these celebrities committing uh, suicides or are suffering from mental health uh, why don't normal people do that and the answer is that a lot of normal people do it and you just think that uh, a person killed themselves because they uh, failed in their board exams uh, is not simply not true that's just a trigger uh, right and like if if you really look into the matter it's it's how it's leading up to that uh, issue so the thing is like when people commit suicide uh, a lot of people don't actually give out reasons like why they killed themselves i am pretty sure that if that were the case that a 100% of people who committed suicide gave reasons as to why they do it society would realize that how shitty it is like how bad we as humans are to each other that drives people to kill themselves like that is a personal failure of us as a society to realize how terrible we are to people who suffer from mental illnesses and not only them but in general like we are bad people like i would say that yeah i i believe uh, that children are the most evil people because 
you know it's really easy to like influence a child's mind but uh, when that mind is uninfluenced it's just an animal who is which is learning the trait of a society so i i believe that you know kids especially have a tendency to bully and point out differences that uh, they are seeing right uh, so as your psychology de- like argues that as your mind develops uh, basically form schemas like uh, you start indexing things uh, you might have uh, playground or uh, cricket then cricket may uh, you'll have uh, you know other memories that are associated with it so whenever as a child you are discovering that someone is different from you you know they are of a, a different color or they speak differently a different language maybe it affects your psych- psychology to a point that it challenges your schemas and you just rile up i would say that uh, the and this this is not only true for children this applies to adults too uh, because most men who are homophobic are not homophobic because gays disgust them it's just the fact that they might like it right yeah agreed like it's not about hating people as much it is the fear of unknown like any kind of bigotry like racism sexism xenophobia it is not about how different people are from us it's about the denial that people could be as same as us okay or that hidden within our subconscious we might be exactly like them so the difference people usually like to point out the differences and hate on them in like the color of our skin or our sexual orientation but i feel it's more about the denial or the refusal to accept that we are all safe or that we could be safe yeah and the biggest victims of uh, a lot of men- mental health issues have been uh, you know homosexual people it's uh, pride month of course uh, you know the, i i see that a lot of people are still not on board with it to which i would say that uh, like it's fine if you are not okay with uh, same sex marriages but you have to understand that just because you don't like it you don't get to deny it for other people it's fine i mean if your religion says that homosexuality is wrong it's fine like i respect your religion as much as i respect any other religion right if that says like don't uh, marry uh, someone from the same sex don't force your child to do it of course but follow the rules that you have set yourself and don't bother anyone else with it i believe that homosexuality is a lot of uh, the biggest trigger to uh, you know people just bottling up things that they want to express especially in india the social stigma is out of hand really uh, it's like, like our laws have progressed uh, you know farther than the society has i was mm-hmm. reading about a conference the discussion of the conference was that everyone is not born in the conventional way you define a male and a female a lot of people are transgender okay and uh, they uh, they came out in the conference saying that you know they didn't realize they were children then and their parents made them go through surgeries okay deleting an organ or adding an organ so, uh, so that the kid gets uh, gets a gender a proper gender that has been created by the society which is male and female okay and these children they don't realize it then and when they enter into adulthood and as they grow they realize that oh shit mere sath to ye hua rakha hai and that was the discussion right. of the conference and then they concluded that we are still uh, not there yet and we are yet to propose these issues to the court and ask the court to issue as issue a statement or a, a hearing that parents cannot make their children go through surgeries until they are 18 so this is the extent to which we have you know stigmatized transgenderism that parents when their children are 5 or 6 they do something to them which which is so difficult to talk about in the society and later on they go into existential crisis because of this and uh, like i believe that as someone who uh, does not believe in censoring words uh, for attaining a, a societal cause i i would say that calling someone a faggot might not mean 
particularly homophobic and uh, like that should not be a discussion where uh, you like stop people from using words that just makes people hate you more right you are just doing that that much bad to the community i believe that as a society we need to accept gays more that is the way of doing it especially in india madras high court i believe in the past year uh, have actually banned any kind of reproductive uh, related surgeries for a child gender reassignment which sir. you basically said yeah gender reassignment surgeries it it just renders these people who have these hormonal imbalances or chromosome anomalies or abnormalities like a lot of t- times what happens is that after a surgery you basically take away their uh, like their share of reproductive organs and uh, you just make them sterile for the le- rest of their lives and that is not something that you as a human being should be making a decision for and also what saddens me is transgenders uh, people are born transgenders they, uh, that is not their fault none of it was their fault and then they get uh, abandoned by their families and these are the people who have to thrive for basic rights for as basic as literacy or anything as basic as survival itself these guys have to fight for it a lot only because they were born in a certain way yeah and also for people who want to switch their gender because they have always felt like someone from the opposite gender it's just the same if not worse because you also have a trail behind you right of uh, you being that opposite sex person and it just haunts you in my opinion and like i i don't i can't really think about what horrors that they might go through and it's that people are who they say they are and not what you want them to be yeah agreed i believe that including mental illnesses everything that the society shies away from discussing is due to one simple reason and that is the fear of unknown or fear of the change in the status quo ki like itne saal se aise hi chalte aa raha hai suddenly something that out of the blue comes out which challenges their entire perception towards a particular issue or life in itself and that's why people are so hesitant to accept homosexuality transgenderism or even mental illness for that matter because for them their life has been or their entire life they have been conditioned in a certain way you like this is how things are and suddenly you or any cause comes up that threatens their entire pool of thought whatever they have been taught or whatever they have been conditioned with for the entirety of their life so it becomes very difficult like when people who generally champion these causes they say ki like we as a society should accept these people right and they say it like snap of a finger and it's done but it's very difficult for people who have conditioned that way to change their school of thought just because somebody is telling them to uh if you have seen shubhangal jada savdan which talks about homosexual marriages his father is shown a scientist and yet he is hesitant to accept the protagonist as gay and his romantic relationship with another man and in the climax it beautifully sums up like hamare sath aisa nahi hota tha like maine ye kabhi dekha nahi hai tu usse pyar karta hai to theek hai main tera baap ko is nate se main maan lunga बट मेरे लिए ये गलत ही रहेगा दैट्स हाउ इट इज लाइक वी कुड डिस्कस इट अप एट लेंथ की लाइक हाउ वी शुड बी मोर ओपन टू थिंग्स बट एट द हार्ट ऑफ इट वी आर ऑल कंजर्वेटिव लाइक देर इज समथिंग दैट टेक्स ऑल ऑफ अस समथिंग दैट वी आर ऑल अनकंफर्टेबल विद द ओनली पॉइंट इज इट डिफर्स फ्रॉम पर्सन टू पर्सन वेयर वी ड्रॉ द लाइन सी इट्स आई थिंक इट्स नॉट अबाउट नॉट बीइंग एबल टू चेंज आई मीन Uh, you can be uncomfortable with changes that that is totally fine but let's not be not entirely open to it you should always be you know expecting changes because society is the way it is there will be certain people who want to bring a change in society certain reforms and you might be uncomfortable with them in initially and then you might come around and i think the best way of approaching this is uh, really uh what uh, ben shapiro uh, 
a right wing journalist from uh, america says that i am a conservative jewish person and i believe that a man is made only for a woman right and he gives his theory that god has invented a lot of things to basically trick us into uh, darkness right it's a crazy theory i i don't think that i stand by it but one thing that he says is that although i don't believe in same sex marriages i think that the government should have no say in what people are getting married and uh, you know who is getting married to whom like i don't support it and uh, like i wouldn't like it if they uh, married in a traditional jewish institution for my taste which also i don't agree with but at least i will let my child choose whoever he wants to go out with when he hits adult age and i don't think that me having a problem with gay marriages or transgenderism or something like that should affect anyone else and if if people are finding it you know hard to swallow just think about it this way like the world would be a better place if if everyone was happy you uh, you bump into someone that person just cusses you out in uh, a local train your day is as bad as his after that right if everyone was a bit happier the world would be a happier place to live in Matter. yeah like the thing i was going to say is basically live and let live you should give others the right the right to live the life they want to live unless they are personally inconveniencing inconveniencing you you should not be bothered by whatever choices the other person is making and i think a lot of times it is all about control right people in power like to assert control over people in the minorities right maybe it religious minorities sexual minorities and try to bend them to their will so that's the reason why it becomes very difficult to make constructive and systemic change recently supreme court when it legalized homosexuality and it is no longer a crime the discussion wasn't even about homosexual marriages it just made homosexuality legal or the act of homosexual consensual sex legal and when the it the court asked government of its opinion it said that we don't mind people having homosexual sex however we do mind people of homosexual tendencies getting married because we believe the institution of marriage is between one man and a woman so this is because of the religious beliefs of a lot of people in this country it is about the power that controlling other people gives if people are having sex we don't mind but if people are getting married suddenly they are in a position to influence a lot of things in this society so we are opposed to that we would be you know so called liberal in championing causes of homosexuals by allowing them to have sex with whomever they want but that's just a facade right at its core people are still bigots absolutely the so the change has to come from the society the acceptance has to come from the society and especially uh, with uh, homosexuality and with mental health uh, the society lives in this constant denial as we have mentioned time and time again in this podcast we, even with mental health uh, it's it's like you have everything in life uh, you know every minute a kid starves in africa so why are you sad uh, you have everything covered and it's it's just a condition and you can have everything that you dream in life and still end up sad and that is also a possibility that no one considers at that time you know raising awareness about mental health becomes important i remember a german goalkeeper uh, in the name of robert enk who was shortlisted to be in the german world cup squad and uh, like uh, when the call around came about at that time he committed suicide and some people again theorize that it is about about uh, anxiety that he felt uh, while facing with the fact that the entire fate of the nations in that world cup rests on his hands now it might seem trivial to a lot of people that it it does not warrant a life but from his perspective like disappointing his country in something that he has loved doing since the age of 5 or 6 probably 
failing at that is such a daunting task that probably you know that was the tipping point for him and, yeah, and that you, could happen to anyone and you know this breaks the stereotypical thinking that sports person are very much attuned with failures and therefore they cannot be uh, prone to mental illness whenever you know there is a sports person committing suicide there is a talk that are yaar ye to sports person tha ye to mentally strong tha fir kaise suicide kar diya and this is where people need to understand that this has nothing to do with being mentally strong or being okay with failures for example when yuvraj singh got cancer no one आज दैट ये तो क्रिकेटर था कैसे कैंसर हो गया कैंसर बस हो जाता है किसी को ठीक है एंड मेंटल इलनेस इज लाइक दैट आई थिंक विद दिस लॉकडाउन कोरोना वायरस एंड सोशल डिस्टेंसिंग अ टर्म कॉल्ड सोशल डिस्टेंसिंग एंड यू आर बीइंग लॉकडाउन एंड देर हैव बीन रिपोर्ट्स दैट आफ्टर दी लॉकडाउन पीपल आर getting more prone to anxiety depression and that is mostly because of isolation yeah and you know do anything that makes you you know feel like you are in contact with people and i believe that uh, that is the only way for me dealing with this lockdown is making this podcast because i genuinely believe that you know podcast is a way of having a conversation and every single one of you uh, when you're listening to this it's not an episode that you consume it's a conversation that you also take part in in a way it's passively you are taking part in you could always you know formulate things that you think you have to add and you know uh, that's that's what it it at least you know makes you feel connected in my opinion yes like i personally would say that my mental health has taken a toll in this lockdown and the quarantine situation like not being able to go out not being able to talk with people as much as i used to do it earlier but i have managed to work around it by trying to explore things that i love there are a lot of things that uh, as we mentioned earlier people fail to live for themselves so we could use this opportunity of lockdown and you know from work from home where we have more time to pursue other things that we either ways wouldn't have pursued i personally started the hobby uh, like pursuing my hobby of painting like this is something that i didn't do since i left school even like less than 10 years ago maybe and i am terrible at it people who know me from school would know that i almost oh, fuck no you like you i i think you have dyslexia like i am not even joking about this uh, you are one of those cases that never got detected and i genuinely believe that you need to get yourself checked for it right the your handwriting is just fucking awful right it's almost unintelligible <laughs> yeah like people always say to me that i could not be a creative person right because i have a terrible handwriting my drawing was also very oh no uh, no 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 that does not make any creative. sense to me like creative people uh, and writing has no connections whatsoever haven't you seen tare zameen par <laughs> yeah like by the point that you are calling me dyslexic i actually didn't get myself checked but a graphology expert that i have talked to has told me that a lot of people with terrible handwriting suffer from this problem that they think too fast and can't write that fast so their body has to constantly adjust between the speed of their thought and the speed of their writing which is why our handwriting is terrible because if you consider my handwriting when i am at peace and i know what i want to write and i am writing very slowly i can write a decent enough handwriting like you would be surprised that that is my handwriting given that you know how bad my handwriting is so i believe it is about the speed of thought like it also Sammy, upper... can we get a counter going that uh, how many times he said handwriting can we get a <laughs> counter going for that because wo uh, that happens while talking also like a lot of times i talk so fast that people usually can't understand what i'm saying because no, i think talking when... fast is not equivalent to talking gibberish you talk gibberish 
no i don't <laughs> talk gibberish i tend to skip words sometimes because i am jumping to conclusions in my mind fast and my voice does not go that far that quickly that's the reason why right. sometimes i tend to skip words and it happens a lot i agree like people mm-hmm. when i speak fast think that i am speaking gibberish but that's not the case to me it makes perfect sense might not make sense to you but it does make sense to me right so that's what it's about if it makes sense to you it's fine you sound like brad pitt in 12 monkeys it does not make sense to you but it makes sense to me see that's how people joke about mental health ha huh. yeah but like we have to you know like t- stop taking ourselves too seriously in in my honest opinion uh, i believe that laughter is the best medicine and you know if if a lot of people are not laughing with by listening to this i'm fine but it's not meant to be funny anyway but uh, you know i believe that whenever i've been depressed i've extensively watched stand up specials and uh, st- followed stand up comedians and what they think and i genuinely believe that as a stand up comedian you need to sacrifice a part of your mental health to actually become funny and i uh, b- believe that cool people rarely become good stand up comedians case in point uh, kenny sebastian in my opinion i absolutely hate his uh, latest special and i really don't apart from the fact that he's really cute and he has this girl following apart from that i don't really get it and not even not only stand up comedians a lot of artists artists in general are the kind of people who are not happy with where they are i think so yeah agreed like a lot of artists suffer from mental health issues and i guess that's the reason why they make such good artists yeah a lot yeah that that's what i essentially i was alluding to especially you can see that with kanan gill special sorry that i'm uh, sounding like such a nerd but uh, seriously if, if you have sincerely uh, yours sincerely uh, yours <laughs> like what's happening to you Uh, so anyway like with kanan gill it's like i never liked his comedy uh, uh, because he was this cool guy and uh, he didn't really have a perspective but uh, with his latest special he going through issues that uh, may not have happened to him in a younger age and he really talks about it and that's one of the funniest stand up specials that i've seen this year and also i remember a line by him if life is a gift suicide is the return gift it's like it was written fun on the box but it doesn't seem like so no thanks <laughs> right and <laughs> that's absolutely it i i think that i don't have anything to add to it anyways uh, mate it's been a pre- pleasure having you here uh, hope you had fun uh, i'm sure that i did so thank you for joining us yeah like the way you were talking about like listeners have a conversation with us i particularly felt that while listening to your earlier episode so i am very happy that i contributed here like having an actual conversation with you guys so it's been a real pleasure to talk about these issues and thank you for having me thank you bye bye guys <laughs>